Punch Crew's Anti-Bilious Gaming Podcast, excellently adapted to carry off superfluous bile and prevent its morbid excretion to restore and amend the appetite, produce a free perspiration, and thereby prevent colds, sickness of the stomach, and severe headaches, and ought to be taken by all. Okay, here we go. We're uh, on episode six of the uh, Lunch Crew Gaming Podcast. How are you guys? Doing all right. Another day. I, I had to go work out in the cold for what passes for cold around here. But yeah. <laughs> 70 and degrees. What? Yeah, I was going to say, oh, it probably uh, broke below 67. Oh. No, I'm not I'm not that far south of the flaccid penis of America. So I'm on the northern part. Uh, true story, uh, there is a town called Frostproof, which is was like where the frost line traditionally was and that's basically where the orange groves start i'm like 100 miles north of that we, we get uh the first year i moved here it snowed not like real snow but enough to like make a snowball and stuff like that i feel bad for you so upset it has only snowed once in new jersey and i'm just angry about that so very angry let's uh let's see what are we what are we talking about today guys no idea what are we talking about? Well, that's a good question. I'm really glad you asked, Brandon. We are talking about what it's like being an older gamer. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I have to turn my hearing aid on. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's about what is it like to be an older Hey. So, yeah. No, it's basically. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I've been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. What are you saying? Lunch uh, Crew's sh- anti-bilious gaming <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about being a older and by older, we mean basically middle aged for what passes in middle age now versus middle aged in like medieval Europe or something, which was, you know, 15. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have nothing. I, I wanted to add to that so bad. And I'm like, ah. it's okay. Uh, you can't remember so, everything. So today, the the things of note to talk about, I, I'm just going to right out say it. In the last couple of days, Obsidian released information on their new game, The Outer Worlds, which is a spiritual successor to the Fallout series. Now, for those of you that don't know, uh, Obsidian were the original makers of the Fallout games for, uh, I think, who was their... Uh, their uh, Brian Fargo. Brian Fargo was the, the creative genius. No, I'm talking about who was their producer, not their producer, the their... The Fallout oh, the Bible com- guy? No, no, no. The company, was it Fa- Shivering Isle or whoever it was? They Interplay. Didn't Interplay fail? Yes. Yes, yeah. yeah so the company that, that hired them or, or distributed their games and everything like that, they... They folded and and they owned the IP. Well, that IP eventually ended up in the hands of a company called Bethesda. Bethesda brought Fallout back to the new world of gaming, which was going from top down isometric, where you you know you controlled a, basically what looked like a, a little figurine that was animated, to first person shooter. Uh, where you basically saw through the eyes of the main character, and uh, we've we we could probably have a whole episode of what went wrong with uh, the Fallout changes, um, but looking at the Outer Worlds and knowing that one of the highest ranking and most thought highly thought of uh, with the Outer Worlds, Obsidian is returning to uh, a, 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 a oh, man. Where am I going They're, with this? Help me out, guys. Old. You're getting yeah. old. <laughs> so okay. Obsidian made uh, Fallout New Vegas, which was a whole different game after Fallout 3 came out with, after Bethesda got their hands on it. And the Fallout New Vegas was just a return to what everybody thought Fallout was. And while Fallout 3 was popular, it was a massive change to what Fallout 1 and 2 were. Yes, absolutely. And thank you. And with... The- ah, no, I'm doing it. Yeah, it, it's 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 hard not to. Are we not saying absolutely? Is this something that, that I'm just... Just no, 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 I just, it, he, he, he broke the seal for the first time. Now that we're all going to be doing it. I'm too hyper aware of it right now. The with, with Obsidian uh, made Fallout New Vegas, like I said, and with Fallout 4 coming out and it just was not as successful as 3, people were really hoping Obsidian would return to the Fallout world. Well, that hasn't happened. As you know, if you've listened to the other five episodes, there's something called Fallout 76, which at the end of the day, it is not necessarily a game that Fallout fans are enjoying. Obsidian comes out with the Outer Worlds. People look at it and it's science fiction, dark humor, 
everything that people would hope for. You know, it's Fallout meets a little bit of Borderlands and it's dystopian, dystopian humor, you know. And the trailer uh, looks absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. It absolutely does. And and it's just I I'm very excited about it. And it's very funny. Oh, yes. People are going nuts. So that's the big thing. That is the big announcement right now. You can refer back to this once the Outer Worlds comes out, and you can either listen to this one. Man, isn't that that is such a great game? I love it. Or you can listen to this one. I am so disappointed. <laughs> so it's kind of like a choose your own adventure when you come back to this. Ah, choose your own adventures. I remember those. You know, actually. I did a, uh, we did our, I, I, once upon a time, Missy bought out a, a whole bunch of books from a, a garage sale. And in that pile of books was Steve Jackson's Dungeons, which is Steve Jackson, who is a pen and paper or board game developer. We've talked about him with Car Wars, I think in our first episode. And yep. he did a choose your own style adventure where you actually had to have your character sheet with an inventory and everything like that. So I have all five or four books from that. And I didn't know until we redid our library this weekend. And it's uh, it's very exciting. Oh, nice. Uh, as you can tell, uh, we don't have a guest this week. We, uh, we decided uh, between the three of us, I think we have over 120 years of gaming experience, which is only slightly, I, I don't think we all started when we were, you know, infant but uh, close enough if we had if we were going to invite somebody it would have been jim but i'm kind of enjoying the fact that we talk about him without him having any idea yeah uh, make him come to us yeah exactly exactly so uh yeah this will this will hit up our 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 jim's mandatory story so uh oh yeah and uh hey brandon what about zelda you know i got um because last week when we recorded i said some things regarding a particular game in that series and uh was within earshot of my wife and she did not appreciate it was it zelda 2 uh even though even though we hadn't met yet i didn't know she existed she she basically said that i wasn't a true fan (laughs) ah but cannot a true fan objectively criticize the title because i'm a fan i should be able to say hey this is where the the series kind of went left when it should have gone right but she didn't appreciate it. So. Yep. Did she play the game before you guys? She doesn't game at all. <laughs> so okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes. She watches me play video games, and that's how she experiences them, which is really interesting. That's um fair it, enough. It it is, but kind of to since we're not really doing anything else, we can just go ahead and jump into the topic. And one of the bullet points is people mm-hmm. watching video games, ah, watching watching let's, other people play games. Let's 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 work our way to that. That's we can we can do a throwback with with this. That's a fantastic thing. Let's let's put this on hold because guys, I have some uh, listener correspondence that I want to get through real quick. Oh, yeah. okay. Viewer mail. Uh, right. view, uh, uh, listener listen, listener mail. Yeah, listener mail. Your listener mail. Yes. So. So, uh, yeah. Where does this come from? This actually comes from, well, you know, um, let, let me just read what I got here. Dear Lunch Crew guys, I am an elderly listener and I am curious. How was it meeting each other in person for the first time? How do I meet people to play games with? This is a great set of questions. First and foremost, uh, elderly listener. I know when I met everybody in person, it was uh, not as big a deal because we had not just interacted textually or even interacted via video games. We had done a lot of talking verbally through uh, apps such as TeamSpeak or Ventrilo uh, or even Rod- insert Roger games. Wilco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There were, there were a lot of ways for us to communicate and we had talked a handful of times. Now I was lucky enough to live in an area where there were, there was Mike, there was Dustin, there was Jim, Gavin didn't look, live or Mike. We all didn't live too far away from each other in that Ohio area. Yeah, so you, you started regionally as basically land players, right? Right. And Jim knew one of the guys out West and they had been working together for a long time. And that started one group together. And they, right before I got involved, they went and they did a land party, which is when you brought the 70 pound monitor, the 60 pound PC back in the days when, you know, things were made out of steel. And that steel saved my computer when I went to Denver. Yes. <laughs> See, now that's a story we'll get to. Yeah. So when that happened, there was less of a concern because they'd already met everyone. And, and when the meetings happened, I didn't have a problem because I knew the guys. Now, now Brandon, when you perfect time to talk about that steel saving your computer because you didn't meet anyone until yep. you came out. Yep, that's Denver, correct. Right? Um, and I still get shit from my mother for accepting, because I didn't pay for the ticket, one of the other guys did, uh, accepting a ticket from a random internet stranger to fly to Denver. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. Stranger they were like, danger. well, you know, you're going to meet all these people and, uh, you know, 
you might not come back. I was like, yeah, that's all right. But uh, yeah, hopped on a plane, flew out to Denver, managed to leave a lightsaber at an airport. Was that when that happened? That first time yes. is when you got caught with yes, the lightsaber? The first time is when I got. How long ago did, well, I was going to say, did TSA exist as a thing, yeah. but they've been around for a while now. I'm getting Yeah, I think this was post-2001. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I couldn't, couldn't bring my lightsaber. Bastards. Um, well, you got to <laughs> understand for the people listening, he brought the lightsaber into the airport up to security and intended, fully intended to bring it yes, on the I airplane as a carry-on. They said no. And well, it didn't help. It didn't help <laughs> that while waiting in line, I randomly turned it on and sort of swung it. <laughs> well, I wasn't swinging it around out. like a crazy person. I was just like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. that's all perspective. Just so yeah. you know, what, what kind of what kind of person would bring a lightsaber uh, a, a to a cosplayer? And I was I was in costume ish. <laughs> but wait, I had what? jeans. Wait. I had jeans I and I had part. a hoodie on. So that was my my lightsaber that was my my darth dressed a costume <laughs> that's my justification for it now. okay but yeah turning it like oh, i turn okay, it on because okay, right. it was one of the light up ones with the sound and it was cool and i'd swing it shut it off and then i kept doing it and they basically when i got to the front of the line said you can't bring that anywhere in here and took it from me so do you do you think they were really like doing their job or do you think the guy <laughs> I think they were actually doing their job because you never know what a person with a lightsaber is going to do I mean come on look at I mean exactly. they brought a lightsaber to an exactly. airport could, who knows what their mindset you is could, you know use the force to bring down a plane so you never know they uh they they, they obviously didn't blink at the fact that you had a uh a computer no, they didn't. in your luggage they, they didn't <laughs> oh it's the guy with the lightsaber um, right but speaking of going back to how that how the big steel cases of old saved my gear um this case was a tank and uh, i guess the t um the baggage handlers or whatever um dropped my bag quite a few times because when <laughs> what you're not kidding. The when i got my did that? when i got my luggage back after returning from denver i opened my my bag up and there's my computer about four inches shorter than it was the case was oh instead God. of instead of having a, a rectangle case i had a uh, trapezoid it was just it was just smushed i was like oh did it work surprisingly it did everything still worked wasn't I, that your server for a while didn't you did what you i did after that is i just basically that? built a new uh, box um and use that as my server yeah and so i can tell you i think the worst thing to happen to you while you were in denver was being told yeah that mustard's okay it's kind of spicy and it was very spicy that wasn't actually what the the worst thing is when i banged my head on something that i could not have banged my head on and fell down the stairs into the basement <laughs> <laughs> okay uh <laughs> So I mean I've I've been to like Jim's house so I know about trying to bang your head when you're trying well, to go down the basement which but Prez's house I banged my head on um the cabinet which was in the kitchen and the stairs were oh, yeah. around the corner yeah, yeah, from the yeah. cabinet so I don't know I was drinking heavily I don't know how I banged my head in the kitchen oh, okay and ended in the basement. <laughs> exactly. Well, like you said, alcohol was involved. You probably rocketed yourself I don't know. forward. I don't know. <laughs> down the steps you went. That was, was that before or after George forgot to put that the was... uh, coffee pot in the coffee maker? <laughs> <laughs> that was before that? Yeah, that had to be before. Because the, the next morning is, yeah, that was the next morning. So that was yeah. the night before. It was when he, yeah. So for the listening audience, the best part is I don't know who George is. I probably know George. I don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. See, we all went by, uh, we still do go by usernames. That was online monikers. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, it, back when anonymity was the important thing. And now that we're doing the podcast, we're, you know, we're naming names and well, we're, but we're sticking to first names. We're sticking to first names. And uh, George was, was Nova. Okay. Yeah. And this is, uh, he uh <laughs> now this brings up something with brad now the coffee that george made was brad's coffee now brad's from canada well he's also a, a person who's very particular about his coffee so both brad and george lived in the same town and and so brad was talking for a long time about how great this coffee was and so he was like i'll bring a can of it you guys can experience this great canadian coffee and we're all excited about it so he shows up and he pulls out the, the can of coffee and it's tim horton's brand <laughs> 
is Tim, Timmy's, eh? Oh, yeah. We were all oh. like, yeah, man, we know Timmy's. That's good stuff, eh? We'll, we'll drink that. That's cool. And he's like, and we're, so where's the coffee you're talking about? He's like, oh, this is it. This is, <laughs> we have Tim Hortons down here, man. That's, we, we know what that's like. He was crushed. I felt so bad about that. But then, but then, you know, George decided that he was going to make coffee and forget to put the, the coffee pot in. Oh, it so went everywhere. It overflowed probably. All, all over the place. Right in front of the, in front of the, the Brandon Memorial cabinets and uh, staircase. <laughs> And then that that Vengeance. day is the, you know, is this is this mustard hot? I'm like, oh no no, it's fine. It's fucking horseradish, you assholes. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, I covered the I covered the entire fucking thing, huge, and then I took this huge, huge bite because I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be. Yeah, great. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. And then I came back into the room and I picked it up and I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers. Man. Yeah. I was, <laughs> He was uh, he was less than pleased with us. However, we were quite pleased I, with those was, chain of events. I was distraught. I was. How could my friends do that to me? This is, this is <laughs> well, they're a bunch of people you never met before, really. So yeah, this is how we became friends. Remember how we were talking about antagonists being uh, our friends? See now, okay. So how was it meeting each other? Uh, well, you can tell. I mean, just by the time that we met with Brandon, that was a bunch of fun. Now, Ken, what was it like meeting us? Now, granted, you came to, I mean, you've been part of the group for a while, but you came to us and we'd already, you know, we knew the group. But I think the first time you came to the group was also Devin's first time. Was it really? I don't remember if it was or if he had. It was was right before, well, not right before, well, it was right before Jim moved out of Ohio, maybe by a year. Did you go to the land? you were up at my house. Or you went to. Yeah. No, this was Patrick having a, a. a land house that, party that and Devin the was there. Was there. Oh, that was okay. a pillow incident. That wasn't the first time. No, because really? he had played airsoft with us. Yeah, he had come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was about to say it can't be the first time. No, um so. so it was interesting. Again, we've been talking on and off on, you know, voice or, or text or IRC or whatnot for probably 20 years at that point no it was it was no, okay, maybe not 20 years ago 2003 was, 2004 like five or six yeah this was this was in like uh, this, this was in 2000 uh, i want to say 07 08 okay all right then we had returned yeah yeah okay wow so it's it almost, actually 10 years ago almost yeah yeah i want to look that up um, i have the videos from that night when you brought uh the rum that missy drank you brought pirate rum she brought shot glasses full for everyone to try yeah. and we were playing artemis and she had put yep. mine down uh-huh. and gave everybody else. And then as I was playing, she reached over and drank the whole thing. Oh, but anyway, okay. I, I have video of us playing. And oh, Gavin was there. Yes, Gavin. Yeah. So it was a pretty good group. A lot of the locals. And, and you came up from uh, from uh, Florida. Again, go ahead and give us a little more what you remember. Yeah, no. So it was interesting. Like you said, it was, you know, we've been, we've been talking together for a while. I knew what a lot of people looked like because... Uh, Skyping with video was more common by then. So that was really not a big thing. It's not like, oh, I imagine you to be shorter or whatever. In the case of Jim, um, yeah. Which, that is a true statement with Jim. Yeah. By then, it was, it's was it been a thing that was well established before I met him. So I knew he was uh, below average stature. So a lot of the how you interact with people, actually, the weirdest thing was going from a limited interaction and going by our online monikers to the the more nuances of a in-person social interaction that happened um and of course trying to remember people's real names because you've been calling them by something else for the you know the last 15 years almost daily in many cases it is actually in the first couple episodes we and i think it's been edited out but we did drop each other's online nicknames versus the the real name yeah i think one of the first edits jeremy actually called branded by his his name and so yeah so his gaming name and you know the fact that i said his name to me that means brandon's online name is sometimes more real yeah, than that actually brandon's name so cool. yeah it's uh well no it's not that you're not a real person it's just that no i honestly i i i hear my online name most days more often than i hear my real name so i get it and and honestly if you if you said my online name, I would answer to it. It wouldn't it wouldn't make a difference for me in a like if I'm if I go to work. Right. And I'm working with people and I know these people by their real names. And then all of a sudden one of them were to randomly call out my online name. That would be weird. Like, I don't know if I would respond to it quite the same way. I'd be like, who are you? What's what are you interesting looking? about that is Rich or Richard, who is in our group now, when we started gaming together, like I had met him at work and he'd call me by my my first name Brandon when he found out what my game name was and started talking with everyone in chat in person 
he resorted to calling me by my online name. That's a great segue to the next bit here uh, with our elderly listener who asked, uh, how do how do they meet people to play games with? And of course, work is a, is a place where, you know, that's how I met Mike and that's how I met Jim. That's how I got into it was through work. And then uh, you're talking, uh, Rich ended up getting into the group through work and you. So that's one way. Now, if you happen to be retired, uh, which I'm assuming because you're elderly, elderly listener, that uh, this is my sister, by the way. She's not elderly. So I figured. Oh, so if you're retired, which he is, what you can do did, is, of did course, you just call your sister a he. I'm not I'm not judging. Your sister can identify with however your sister hey, chooses. We're, to we're gender. We're gender neutral, man. And the pronouns don't matter. It should be whatever you feel comfortable with. No. Anyway, what you can do is. Uh, look online and see like-minded people. Now, the problem is it depends on the type of game you're playing. Like a first-person shooter, it's really easy to jump into a server, either on the computer or your or your console, and just start playing. And then you start realizing, hey, that guy's pretty cool or that gal's pretty cool. Let's, let's be friends. And you start building, you know, relationships with people that you play with. Now, if you play uh, like a real-time strategy game like Civ or something like that, Point of it's a little more difficult. There are you know, there's a no, no. To, my, to my objection people. is Civ is not a real time strategy game. I'm sorry, it's a no, four by four. It's, it's, no, that, it's not a four X. Well, I guess it may be a four X, but it's a turn based. Sorry, game. your your point still. Yeah, uh, but but <laughs> no, the point no, is no, valid that's, that's and uh, long. I will say long time listeners, which means all the way back to episode three, which is three episodes from now. Uh, that's exactly how uh, our friend Jeremy came into the group. Is uh, he was playing on a server that our group was maintaining and of course it was public and he kept joining and hanging out and he basically became a established figure. And because of that, we kind of learned, you know, Hey, he's, he seems pretty cool. Let's invite him, you know, further in. And, you know, he's been hanging out ever since, uh, perhaps to his ultimate detriment, but he seems okay. (laughs) So, so what would you guys say to somebody who plays a game like Civ? How would they meet other people to play uh, multiplayer with? Me, I would say, look online, look on a place like Reddit slash Civ 4 or Civ 5 or Civ 6, whatever version you like. Yeah, unless the uh, developer has dedicated forums or something like that, you you need some kind of common ground. So find a similar-minded community is about the best you can do right and there's there's also uh yeah exactly find similar uh, and, and then you know you would have to get over the stigma of uh, asking hey do you play video games and you know and go from there it's like it's like finding any similar interest with somebody and then absolutely from there. Thank damn you. it yeah don't yeah i ah, see you're trying too hard so okay well thanks guys that that should help hopefully uh, uh our elderly listener has got some answers there to understand that yeah it was a little nerve-wracking at first but then the memories made in the days afterwards especially the pillow incident which we won't go into detail so now let's talk about unpopular opinion time ken do you have any un- unpopular opinions uh i like to think that that my opinions are not necessarily unpopular. I'm more about being critical of things and grumpy about things because I can think they can do better. Fair enough. That is an unpopular opinion and good job. How about you, Brandon? You got anything unpopular? Uh, Battlefield 5 is still a really good game and I'm enjoying it immensely. But that's not necessarily an unpopular opinion. All if you look at YouTube for five minutes and search Battlefield Five, you'll see that oh, battle, the sky is falling with Battlefield Five. Same with is it all because they can't do RTX in real time or something? Or I know the RTX issue was mostly fixed um, with a driver and a patch, so that's fine. Um, although their most recent patch kind of broke a bunch of stuff. It's Battlefield in the classic you know experience of Battlefield. You you get it. You, they patch it. They break a bunch of stuff. They patch it. They break a bunch of stuff. It's the, the way it used to be but it's still a lot of fun especially with they're delivering the old school experience that's awesome. exactly and especially with i i joined a uh, a group of milsim people and and they 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 it's it's a lot of fun we play the objective and stuff like that and it's just it's the, the classic battlefield experience that i had when i started playing 1942 it's amazing so that's my unpopular p- opinion battlefield 5 is a fantastic game nice excellent all right so and- to to bring it back uh to bring it back really quick to the how do i meet other gamers so you 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 found an online community and you basically joined them for the mill simmers did you seek them out or was it just coincidentally you're on the same server and you're playing and like hey he knows how to play the game we're cool well in battlefield 5 when you join a server um it'll put you into an open squad um i got put into an open squad with three of the members of this group so i was the uh, player fourth and final member and they were they were doing so well communicating and stuff like that and i just pretty much asked them like hey do you, are you guys recruiting and they were like yeah and they sent me all the stuff so yeah, after that okay it was 
a thing. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so it's pretty much you have to have the um, the cojones to to put yourself out there and ask. Pretty much, which just, is pretty much just like anything else in life, really. Yeah. At times. Yeah, it's like, it's any hobby, and it's just basically uh, you have to put yourself in the right place to to find the right people to talk to. Hey, Patrick, what's your unpopular opinion? My unpopular opinion is that I think gamers are the reason games are terrible. I agree with you. I I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yes, I I agree that uh, gamers and and basically popular opinion, people, companies trying to give gamers what gamers think they want, but maybe gamers don't actually want, or they just keep permitting bad behaviors to coexist is that kind of what you're uh, what you're aiming at yes uh, uh what, what i'm getting at is that uh yes it's quite possible that gamers think they want one thing when they actually need something else but what i'm actually meaning is it touches on your unpopular opinion ken which is that it's okay to be critical of something it doesn't necessarily mean you dislike it it just means that you want it to be better and and i think gamers forget that and they get very angry when things aren't the way they they want to be that's that's a problem with with fandom all over the place there's a lot of entitlement and that's a that's a very big very big unpopular opinion i think i think we're all entitled and that that sounds like a Uh yeah that sounds like a show topic for another time i think that's a terrific idea so let's bring it into the intermission the intermission what a show Hey everyone, Ken here. Just a quick note that you can find our website at lunchcrewproductions.com. There you can find our social media, Discord, show notes, and of course, subscribe to our shows. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. All right, so this is a part where we ask our guests uh, the second set of three questions for our three question showdown, but we don't have a guest today, uh, so we're not going to do that. So what today's topic is, is uh, what does it mean to be a 40-something gamer? And uh, I know we've talked before the break about events as a gamer as we grew up, but now that we're in our middle age and now that we're looking back and we're dealing with what's with us, what's changed? What's the same? What are we looking forward to? You know, the whole thing, what does it mean to be middle age you know we talked we talked beforehand what it was like 20 years ago with with clan gaming that's what our groups were called it was called a clan and then we would have clan versus clan events uh with certain games and stuff like that so we talked about how it brought us together as friends and we were all amazed that my god has it been that many years and it has so let's i'm gonna toss this one to you guys how has has gaming changed since we started in the in the 80s or even depending on how old we are the late 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s what what do you think what how does it what's different well computer gaming has has certainly gotten more interesting over the the past say 20 years in my opinion graphics have evolved by leaps and bounds everything has gotten significantly faster in my opinion but i think i think the stories that are being allowed to be told on computer game uh, in computer games in in computer gaming are much more um enthralling and interactive so do you think that's more about changes in technological limitations or more about game developer mindset or just games are so pervasive that in order to stand out, well, now you have to go a little more in depth in one or in, in depth in some other topic or something I don't like that. know if I can say it. I fully agree with that the stories are better now. Well, I didn't say the stories are better. I just said that they were more involved. Well, think about <laughs> uh, think about uh, games like Monkey Island or uh, anything that Sierra was putting out with the, the long-form stories, or even, say, Zork. Maybe they're more accessible now when you compare them to things like The Last of Us, which is like an interactive gut punch of a story, or Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Redemption 2, or even, say, the, the stories behind the Grand Theft Autos, which, you know, borderline, you know, There's cartoons in. Some... Okay. Laniness, but go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say I didn't realize GTA had a story, but I did play some GTA three and it had a story. I played GTA one and two, and pretty sure those didn't have any story of any note. Right. But. And but GTA three kind of had a loose story, but really started to come into its own with GTA four Bully, uh, where they started yeah, to realize. Don't get me started on Bully, dude. Well, they well they started to realize they they could use the medium to tell a story. Satire when they realized that the radio stations actually 
were entertaining. And then they realized, well, they could tell this over the top satire of, of uh, American culture. You know, it, it, yeah, there is, there is a definite change in the way the stories are told, but I, I really think, you know, you look at something like Sierra stuff, like I said, the, the monkey Island, uh, the leisure suit Larry's, there were stories there and they set out to do a specific thing. And I think they did pretty well comparatively nowadays you could make a bigger argument that modern video games, and this is maybe this is where you're going with this Brandon. And if I'm wrong, please correct me, but modern video games are closer to cinematic events that have a structure that isn't just, okay, we're telling a story. Now it's time for a puzzle. Now we're telling a story. Now there's a time for another puzzle. In say like The Last of Us, the whole thing is as seamless as they could possibly make it to be this, uh, this video game that would be entertaining to watch as it is to play. Yes, that's pretty much where I was going with it. Not all of the games, obviously, and not all of the stories. Um, um, the Walking Dead, the Telltale series is story puzzle, story, puzzle, story, puzzle. But the overarching story is one of is is you know what I'm what I was getting at. Well uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of the ones, especially I mean, I've never played the game, but I know that players have a very strong bond with Clementine, the female uh, protagonist of the second part and the sidekick to the protagonist in the first part no spoilers just a, an amazing way of storytelling uh in uh, and and the walking dead telltale was a throwback to their gaming style of the point and click style games from the sierra style and i think they really took a lot of lessons that were learned in the early days of gaming and were able to present a game that was just fantastic in storytelling unfortunately but, it didn't save them <laughs> but, you know well, that's yeah. that is another great topic to talk about why and that's possibly one of those things where they thought you know we have this great formula let's never change it what what has changed about the culture around gaming? And I'm not talking about the perceived outside in culture, but the culture, our culture. Uh, what have we noticed looking out as gamers? First and foremost, I'm going to say the amount of acceptance there is in it. But what else? What have you guys noticed? But, well, by acceptance, do you mean gamers now have a high level of acceptance or a low level of acceptance? That it is more common uh, to be a gamer than it is not to be a gamer. Oh, okay. You mean being a gamer in general. Yes. I, if I met someone on the street today who was under 35 and I'm actually, as I'm getting older, I'm getting really bad about telling people that are outside my immediate age range. I would assume by default that they are a gamer in some capacity. That they either have it on their phone or they've played a console. Yeah. They, 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 they play Xbox. They, they played Pokemon Go. They play uh, Candy Crush on their phone or something, something of that capacity. That goes into the larger argument of what is a gamer and is it okay if everyone is a gamer? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. If you, if you're a form of my thoughts here, I think that's a great, great thing. If your form of escapism is playing games, then you're a gamer, whether it's video or board or, you know, if you and, and again it, it i don't think it necessarily is a bad thing to be told be called a gamer and i think it's not necessarily a bad thing to say you know what i like video games i like board games but i don't consider myself a gamer it doesn't matter if you enjoy it that's what you do whatever you call yourself it doesn't it really shouldn't make a difference so uh, i have to ask because this is kind of a, a thing that i feel i i really don't know how to i feel that there's something wrong with it i don't know how to express this into words what about professional gamers? And, and I mean both like actual like esports. Like I, I intrinsically hate the term, but yes, e, uh, esports type professional do it for money, go to paid events gamers. And then also people whose job is to game primarily like Twitch streamers and stuff like that. Yeah, that is that is their source of revenue. That is their job, their occupation. So. Well, that's that's a terrific question. And it, and it really touches on the culture of today and uh you know this this is one of those things where we have to be very careful as middle-aged gamers that we you know if we're critical of what is popular now you know it's very easy to say old man yells at cloud for two hours uh but what it really is is understanding the the culture of it right now and there's a lot of things that have to be discussed before we can even really get into the idea of why this stuff is popular but I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a story here. Uh, a couple of years ago, when I worked at our local community college, uh, the Geek Club put on a gaming convention, and uh, I brought my old Atari and all the old Atari games and everything like that, and had it as a display. And there was nobody over the age of 25, and they loved looking at you know the real old stuff. And if I had found my Dreamcast, I would have brought that too. Anyway, yep. but it doesn't matter. So 
one of the big draws, and it was a fighting game competition. And and most professional esports, they play fighting games, and they play very specific fighting games. And it's it's it is it's amazing. They play Smash, which is a Nintendo product, where it's all the Nintendo characters beat each other up. They play uh, what's that one with Ken and Ryu? And Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Street Fighter. They play Street Fighter Two HD. Um, Soul you know, Caliber. Not so much Soul Caliber, which is weird. I know Even, that, which makes me sad because Waldo wins. Yeah. Or Val- yeah. Valdo? Valdo. Valdo Valdo wins. Yeah. Survivor. I don't know. The dude has knives for fingers. How cool is that? He reminded me of the guy from the Hellboy movie. But the we had two professional players come and play. And uh, that was the big thing. And they were playing for charity. And these guys, I mean, they're not top tier, but they're very very good and they played against all comers and then they played against each other as that was the big you know right the, the, the final ticket draw yeah. yeah and they had such a good time playing against each other that they kept throwing money down as a donation for the geek group every time they played they just would be like okay winner of this one we're i'll put a 100 bucks towards you know the and they raised over two thousand dollars i mean the whole thing raised two thousand dollars but they tossed in a lot of money just because they had a lot of fun with it and they just thought they really believed in putting money towards this group because they because they had them there and uh it was uh it was very interesting and they were not how i thought they would be you know they didn't swagger they were very humble and they loved playing against other people so that changed my my thoughts on professional gamers but what was interesting was seeing the non-professional gamers, the ones who couldn't control themselves well after losing badly, or the ones who had that sense of entitlement we touched on uh, earlier. That's interesting. And that that's, let's talk a little bit about Twitch, which we, we've, we've thrown the word Twitch around, and I know most of our listeners probably know what Twitch is, but Twitch is nothing more than a web platform that allows people to stream, which is basically show what they're doing. Yeah, so, so back when I was in high school, I would literally go over to my friend's house, and he had a game that I didn't, or he had a PC, and I still had a Commodore or whatnot. So he would play some game, and I would literally hang out in his room. We'd talk. He'd play Wolfenstein or whatever. And, you know, it was, it, it was more of a social experience. Twitch is that today, commoditized, commoditized, monetized. Well, it is also monetized, but it, packaged as a commodity, sold and uh, uh, international because it's internet. So uh, on one hand, it enables everyone to do that kind of thing. On the the other hand, it, it's a product. So you know, my my not really punk punk kind of roots are intrinsically against that because you're you're productizing something that i like to do if it's popular it will always have people trying to make money off of it either on the outside trying to sell doodads and knickknacks yep. and whatnot I, I have one word for that that starts with an a that i'm not going to say anarchy now uh no not that a, a word of agreement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You should have used it. That that was the perfect time for it. You, you know, every time we do it, that gives us the chance to push our product uh, with the T-shirts and the pins and the bumper stickers. You know, uh, so let's go back to talking about how merchandising is is a terrible thing. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Uh, the, you know, uh, Lunch Crew Productions, a flamethrower. The kids will love that one. Yeah, the kids <laughs> will love this one. So this whole thing, you know, I mean, YouTube is also a thing. And there are YouTubers who who play. And there's, there's a thing called Let's Play that was very popular for, uh, I don't know, maybe two years, a year ago. And in, in, in the terms of the internet, in the terms of gaming, a year is such a short amount of time. Oh, it because, absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Things change so quickly. But these Let's Plays, they allow people to play a game and have people watch them. And they will they will have a webcam that focuses on them. Twitch does this too. And you can have you can see them in the lower left-hand corner as they play the game. You can get first interactions. You can get first... Uh, yeah, for, first the, impressions. First impressions off these games. One of the biggest ones and one of the... And, and, and internet historians will look back at this, but one of the biggest ones that really pushed this whole thing was Minecraft, which is Minecraft is is basically virtual Legos. And kids were just getting involved in it, making it. And then personality started rising up and people started watching these other kids playing Minecraft. And it was like the TV show for for uh, kids, but it was interactive. You had the ability to chat. And then somebody got the idea. You know what? I've got all these people watching. 
maybe I should set up a way for them to donate. And then they started donating. And if you started donating, you got special things on that Minecraft server. And it grew and it grew and it grew. And then we have people who Twitch stream and their whole revenue stream is to do stuff online while people are watching. They play the game. They could be absurd or they could be serious. People just like their reactions. And it's a lot like what we're doing with this podcast. The podcast, of course, is us talking about games. Now, we could do this and the three of us could be playing a game like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or Fortnite or something. And I'm not saying those are the only games while we're talking like this. And, and the people would not only be listening, but they could be watching us play and you mean, react you mean to you're not you're not playing a game right now. Uh, I have to read the script, otherwise I'd be like, uh, yeah, um, yeah, and I'm I'm doing audio quality monitoring, and yeah, oh, you, oh. so yeah. I'm the only one without a job, is what you're saying. <laughs> you're you're our you you are our our uh, you you keep us honest. How's that? You have the the most gaming cred out of the three of us. How's that? Because That's you play fun. you play you're, more games than the rest of us. You're such a hardcore gamer. You're playing games right now. Today is Tactical Tuesday. Tactical Tuesday. Right. Oh, I like that. I like that. A name for each days of the week. Tactical Tuesday, meaning yes, please. Okay, good. I got it. Okay. No, but anyway. So the culture, and that's a fairly new thing on the internet. And I think the biggest change since we were kids to now is what the internet has done. I mean, that's, I think that's the thing that's kind of buzzing around our conversation. If it wasn't for the internet, we wouldn't be having this podcast. We wouldn't be friends. You know, the internet brought all of us together, brought all of us the ability to see each other. And it has not necessarily changed anything, but it has allowed, you know, stuff like the Twitch and the, the, the YouTube uh, you, Let's Plays you, to happen. You know you're old because you call it the Twitch and the YouTube. <laughs> The internet, yes. Well, um, the internet is technically correct, unlike the Twitch. Well, the Twitch streaming. I was a, there was a sure. there was a word I dropped. But anyone who's ever played Civilization knows it's called the internet. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. And and when the kids are playing their Xbox Nintendos and their Sony Nintendos, <laughs> you say Sony. Well, now you're doing it on purpose. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm that's my mom. Or actually, mom always called it the Nintendo. Because we always intended to do something, but we were on. Yeah. Oh no, I like that. No. Well, actually, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That, that my made, mother was a gamer, though. Yeah. Well, I think I told the story once upon a time. My when we got the Atari, my parents played till like three o'clock in the morning, on a work night, and they're like, never again. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My mother played a what was it Nintendo game called uh, Clue Clue Land, which she absolutely enjoyed. And um, what the heck was that? Not Dig Dug. Um, Bubble Bobble. No, 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 no. It wasn't. Basically, you were solving puzzles by digging, and I cannot remember the name of this game. But they came out with a bunch of sequels, and uh, eventually it came out for PC, and she got it on PC, and then she became a PC gamer-ish type person. Okay. I was going to say, like, uh, Boulder Dash, but I don't think there's any puzzle solving in Boulder Dash. Uh, I, it began with a P. Uh, I can't remember the, the full name. She'll, she'll probably, if she listens, she'll probably correct me in an email angrily worded and then Excellent. say why didn't i mention that she listeners listener emails will become a thing that was that was it right there the seventh guest you made it and zelda so um, <laughs> exactly one of the things that's very interesting and in, in the growth of of the culture that has surrounded gaming and the internet and, and and we did talk a little bit about the sense of entitlement and whatnot is uh uh a, a phenomenon called the terrible mr grimshaw and it's it there's a video which is hard to find, but there's also audio that somebody remixed into a song of a guy just absolutely raging while playing a game called Counter-Strike. I believe it's the 1.6 version, which is right before, I guess it's in the middle 90s versus the late 90s. And he just loses his cool and rages. And that at the time was hilarious. It was, it was absolutely because it was so one-off. We, we Nobody got mad like that. But then you realize you know, as we've played more games and we've played with more people that the terrible Mr. Grimshaw lives in each and every one of us that rage quit that, that anger. Mm -hmm. And in so, many uh, cases. Yeah. So, so to go to that, I, I have, I have, uh, I am guilty of doing it at least once, probably more than that. Uh, but I have a friend uh, here in town who is more well known for it. 
he would punch his monitor <laughs> when he got angry. So of course no, the no, transition from the transition from CRTs to LCDs was a very uh, learned experience for him <laughs> and, and for me as well. Cause I've done it once with an LCD and I'm like, okay, I can't do that. These things are too freaking expensive and too fragile compared to an old CRT, which uh, for those of you who may not have been bored when uh, the TSA was not a thing. Um, if we have any of them, I don't think we do. Uh, CRTs, are they have like a really super thick glass front and you could probably punch it as hard as you could. And if you manage to shatter that thing, you probably have broken your hand. So We have a friend, and I'm not going to name his name, but we have a friend who once threw a controller for a PlayStation at his brand new 36-inch TV and shattered a small part of the plastic uh below the screen now you know the screen if the screen had been hit it had been shattered no problem but that should tell you how hard he threw the the remote to break the break that part of the plastic and it so so this is this is not related to like Wii accidents and stuff like that right no we the Wii, which is a nintendo Wii, the Wii had that strap and it was motion controlled and it would be very easy if he didn't put the strap on yep to, to toss it across the room well, yes, and go bowling and then have your remote smack into your brand new rear projection TV. Sorry, enough of that segue. We're doing really no, no, bad as far as keeping on topic. So. No, that's perfectly <laughs> fine because it does touch on the whole idea of the culture. Uh, as we've grown up, one of the things I made certain with with Owen, and it doesn't always work, but I made certain to make sure this is only a game. It's only a game. Why do you have to be mad? You know, that, that whole thing, it, that culture has uh, that culture of gamers behaving badly has been lionized and also has been something that other people like to watch. So we've got Twitch superstars and YouTubers who behave badly and they flip out and that just gets more attention to them. It's part of their shtick. Yeah, certainly. That's, that's the reason why everyone watched, you know, America's Funniest Home Videos was a thing. People like, what is the phrase? Uh, Schadenfreuden? Yeah, Schadenfreuden, yeah. The people like watching misery or misery loves company or, or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. People like watching other people make an ass of themselves basically in one way or another. One oh, yeah, of the things. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. I was going to say it's, it's why I watch those um, Russian dash cam videos. I love oh, those yeah. things. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, part, part of it's like, really? You thought that was a good idea? But the other part's like, you're a dumbass. Exactly. So, so where's the Lada? Oh, that's the car that's going to crash into something right there. Oh, and odds are, yep, he's drunk. That's, yeah, that's exactly, oh, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, those Russian dash cam videos. And I watch the, I get just like a little cherry on top. I'll watch the instant, uh, instant justice videos just oh yes to, yeah yes those are those are great yeah oh go through a red light oh it's an instant justice video there's the cop yeah yeah absolutely. so damn it yeah we, we like watching <laughs> see, people it's, it's addictive yeah we, we like watching people get in trouble and act stupid well absolutely and, absolutely and for the for the for gamers like when when i d- did some twitch screaming streaming for a little while not screaming um well, maybe that, you, that is appropriate maybe, it's it touches on what we're talking about maybe if you screamed more on your twitch you could still yeah. be a twitch celebrity yeah that that's that's probably true um i was generally boring and not because i'm generally well no because i'm generally boring and when i'm playing a game i'm i'm generally focused on the game i really don't want to give commentary because i really don't don't want to talk to anyone i'm playing the game it's my it's my escape it's me not trying to be in the world that i'm in but trying to be in the world that i'm playing absolutely that is, absolutely. That is entirely <laughs> correct uh, that is entirely <laughs> correct brandon um that's too long but, for shirts yeah but so <laughs> i have i mean i've watched some twitch people play i've watched some let's plays but usually when i'm looking to and maybe i'm a weirdo this way uh, maybe not i don't know you, you people can um add in your opinion on this a lot of times when i'm watching a play especially like let's plays i am researching a game i am considering buying does this game you know does it damn lost my train of thought oh right so that's the reason one of the reasons i watch like let's plays and and twitch is because i'm interested in how does this game actually play Uh, there are many twitch streams i'm like hey they're they're playing some game that's out now that i'm interested in buying i want to know what are the what are the mechanics of the game how does it play is the user interface super annoying and I hate it and it's not worth me doing the effort or is the system overly complicated? Is it not complicated enough? Does it, you know, all these other various aspects of games that outside of the actual like content. So 
a lot of times if it's very factual, I get what I need and I go on in life and I, you know, do my purchasing decision. Um, if it's a channel where it's more about shiny explosion happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Personality. Then I just, the first thing I do is I click off that, that uh, particular channel or, you know, Twitch streamer. Cause I, I'm not there for that. I don't care about your community. Not to say I don't care about communities. It's just some, some communities I are not what I enjoy being a part of. Right. So, right. And again, it touches on how did we, how did we oh meet each other? Yeah. It, it touches on that. Uh, you, you know, it's a similar thing. The, the culture has changed a little bit. It's possible that we would find a channel that we all are interested in because the reviewer is playing a game, making insightful commentary, showing us what we need to know. And there's other people who are involved in that. And you know what? We could chat in the chat room and get to know each other outside of there. And that may bring us into another group. But then again, you go to the other side where there is a, a personality who is trading on good looks and cutesy behavior or bad behavior or whatever. And that just may not be the thing for us. Right. They're, they're playing a character, whether or not that character is actually who they are or not. It's, uh, it's a character generate designed to generate for money. And, and frankly, you know, everybody who's streaming is hoping to get a little bit of the, the cha-ching, but Hopefully, well, yeah, they're a little more honest, but that's us. That would be what we're looking. So uh, this is this is a really difficult thing to touch on. And I just want to touch on it very, very lightly. Gender in gaming. And it's 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 a hot button topic. And honestly, my take on it and you guys may disagree, but my take on it is it's as of this time, it's not an easy conversation to have because everyone reacts too strong. It's it's become an us or them thing either. Right you're with me on this or you're not. But honestly, I don't care. Male, female, doesn't matter. Male, female, third party, fourth party, who cares? If you enjoy the game that I enjoy, that's 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 really what which should matter. I'm going to disagree with you with the whole enjoy the game that I enjoy, only because that doesn't mean anything. If I enjoy playing with you, it doesn't matter. Okay, that is a very good <laughs> distinction. A very good distinction. I think that means more than if you enjoy the game that I enjoy. I think you're right. If you're a person, gender doesn't matter, who is enjoyable to play games with, then that's, that's yeah. And it's that's a two-way street. What do you mean? Gender is such a difficult subject right now because, uh, you know, everyone decides that they have to believe one way or the other, uh, which is, you know, yes, there are terrible things that happen and there are terrible things that that get taken advantage of on both sides of the issue of being is is gaming female friendly or is gaming not and it, that shouldn't be the question it should be are there people who enjoy video games yes or no and if the answer is yes it shouldn't matter how they identify themselves so this is a subject that is very touchy and i think we could probably have a whole episode based on it but at the end of the day this is a this is a subject that shouldn't really even be a concern but it is because of entitlement because of bad behavior uh on all sides and it's a shame as uh voice communications and video communications and gaming has become more prevalent now you can identify someone's you know whether they're male or female or whatnot kind of more easily or before before uh where before you had that kind of stuff, it's just whatever your online moniker is. It, you got to choose 100% how you identified online. Now, if you jump into like a voice or a, a video type communication, people have that, you know, all, all that comes out and you can't hide behind that. Um, one of the things I like to do, like when I'm still hanging on IRC is like, I, I, I have no idea what your gender is. It doesn't really matter to me because you're just a line on the screen, which uh, removes a lot of the good things about gender, but it also neutralizes everyone to a, a, an even playing field. There will be people who would say, you know, we're three males. We identify as male that don't understand what it is like to be a non-male online in a, in a toxic environment. Uh, but I can say I know what it's like to be in a toxic environment, gender notwithstanding. And yes, it is a terrible, terrible thing. And it is a shame that it is a current concern that just because you are who you are, you may not feel like gaming or something I enjoy is safe for you. So that is something I think has changed over over the years. Uh, like you say, previously, you were whatever you wanted to be. And then once it wasn't as easy to hide behind whatever, that the toxicity, the entitlement, everything comes out and, and makes a very uncomfortable time for people. 
And that's that's something I think Wait, it feeds I think itself. We could, yeah, feeds we, well, itself. we could also delve into it in more depth in, a, in another episode. Yeah, let's 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 end on this downer note and go into our second intermission. Hey, welcome back. Uh, so, super quick, guys, what's uh, What's the summary of today? I learned we're old. Yeah, I'm pretty old. Not quite 40. Thank you very much. Oh, you're not? Wait a minute. No. What, what no. are you doing in this group? This is for 40-year-olds and over. I know, I know. Just turned Your bouncer 38. didn't check. Wow, dude, did you really? Holy cow. No, actually, I turned 39. I have a hard time keeping track of my birthday anyway. So you could be 40. All <laughs> no, right. no. That's I'm good enough for me. No, no, no. That's good enough for me. I learned you're as old as you feel. And I'm feeling pretty damn old. Then, yes, that goes both ways. Then I should not be here anymore. <laughs> 138. That's how old I feel. So, uh, no, in all honesty, uh, I think that while things have changed in many ways, they've stayed the same. And it's just our perceptions who have, have altered. And our, our experiences and, yeah, the perception we create based on our previous experiences, that, that taints your viewpoint of everything, really. So, Brandon. How about you? What have you uh, What have you learned? I haven't learned a thing. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> he already knew he was old. Yeah, yeah, figured that out a while back. Oh wait, you know you did learn something. You learned you're 39. No, no, no. I did the math really, really quick. I did have to look at my birth certificate though, so there's that. Wow. All right. See, you did learn. That's fantastic. We've we've brought something of value to you today with our conversation. So, what'd you learn, Patrick? No, I, I think I already touched it. I, I think that uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I think that though the gender conversation is touchy, I think it is a good one to have because once it's brought to the light, it'll eventually wither and die as it should. But I, I yeah, I, I think it'll take, be one of those things that just takes, unfortunately, a couple of generations to just get out of the system. And I, it just becomes a non thing. Gender and gender in general, yes. Uh, but I, I also think that there is some fundamental issues with uh, gamer mentality that that have been uh, allowed to propagate. And uh, until that changes, until you know the idea that bad behavior can be rewarded, if we make the squeaky wheel noisy enough, you know the developer will change what we want. I, I think I think we're this is no different than any other social event. So it either will fix itself, or gaming as we know it is not going to be around the way as we know it. I think the internet's been a fantastic thing because it's brought us all together and has facilitated a whole new social structure that just is absolutely amazing. We're all in different parts of the country and it's like we're sitting uh, in a recording booth intimately close to each other, our knees touching, yes, our warm the, breath caressing the microphone. Yeah, you know. The uh, the internet is the most amazing thing or at least one of the most amazing things mankind has ever invented. It is the breadth of all human knowledge available at your fingertips anywhere in the world for the most part and uh we use it to post cat pictures hey and watch dash cam videos yes you know what i like to say to my kid when she asks me a question that's easily searchable too bad you don't have a interconnected device that's connected to all of human knowledge in your pocket um yes i i essentially do that to my friends when they're like and and sometimes we'll sit around and we'll be like, you remember when there was a time where you actually had to like know something? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's, We're like, hey, who was in that movie? Uh... Do you remember being told in high school, you know, when you leave high school, you're going to need to know this information? Well, here's here's something else. Um, do you do you guys remember? You guys grew up in the 80s, 70s, 80s. The the door to door salesman who sold the encyclopedias. Yes, mm -hmm. encyclopedia mm -hmm. salesman. Yeah. Yep. So. I remember the Nickelodeon commercial. <laughs> that too, too yeah. So, yeah. so I have an Encyclopedia Britannica, all of the volumes. I spent a summer going through it and, and stuff like that. That's why I have stupid, you know, knowledge that means nothing in my head. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. My my daughter sees this. It's it's currently in my bookcase upstairs. So she sees the encyclopedia and she's like, "What is that? And why do they all look the same?" I'm like, "That's the encyclopedia before the internet." This was human yes. knowledge if if, if i need uh, i printed out wikipedia really quick and it's right there. pretty much that's it. pretty much yep. it's like yep. that's what you do if you need to learn something and don't have any connection to the outside world she has never touched a single volume 
and it kind of makes me sad. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, I've got a full set of encyclopedias. Who else can say that? Wait, so <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. But she's never needed a doorstop or anything. <laughs> that's what she uses her Harry Potter books for. Oh, you okay. know, she yeah. needs to realize that she could take one of those and carve it out and have a really great place to hide her stash <laughs> of cookies. Oh man, I could tell you a cookie story. Wilderness skills. There's a cookie story so, from last night. Oh. I made cookies in the middle of the night uh, because that's as, that's as what you I do. do. Because, exactly, because why not? Exactly. So I made five cookies, right? I ate three last night and I was like, I'm going to have these two for my morning coffee. So I get up in the morning. I get up after everyone leaves because it's not like I have a job or anything. Make my coffee and then go to grab my cookies. They're gone. And they're gone. So I text my oh. daughter. I'm like, did you steal my goddamn cookies? And she sent me, <laughs> she sent me a picture back of her eating my fucking cookie. <laughs> awesome oh my god she is such yes, your daughter she is oh, that's i hate beautiful. her that is absolutely <laughs> but anyway no more stories that is that's what i learned today never trust my kid with cookies never trust your kid with now she knows where she <laughs> could put them so all right now we're gonna do the lightning round uh we're gonna do something a little different here we're gonna take a, an arcade video game trivia question quiz together and uh so you ready sure. Yeah, now, let's go. it's going to ask some questions. I don't think we know them all, but uh, how many realms are in the 2000 game Gauntlet Dark Legacy? 12, 16, 8, or 4? Uh, it's kind of a, okay. I objected to this quiz already, but I do not know the answer to that. I will guess C, whatever C is. That would be 8. And that is correct. Good job. Okay. Yeah, Berserk. so I, I know how to take take tests. I'm a really good, good test taker. Go, so. When in doubt, go see. Berserk was one OB. of the first arcade games which used what? 3D, speech synthesis for talking robots, color, or vector, vector graphics. graphics. Yeah, vector graphics. Uh, no, speech synthesis for talking robots. I mean, I know it did that. I didn't know if it was the first or not. So, Which item in the arcade video game Burger Time stuns oh. enemies? Salt, maple syrup, ketchup, or pepper? Pepper, I think. I don't know. That is correct. Pepper stunned enemies. How many pumps with your weapon does it take to kill a monster in Dig Dug? Five, three, four, or two? I want to go with three. It's either three or five. Yeah, I have the foggiest. Three it is. Let me see. Nope, four. Uh, It's four pumps. ah, So split the... Okay, that's fine. Split the difference. How many stages are there in the arcade version of Donkey Kong? Five, four, six, or two? Yeah, no idea, man. Four. Uh, right. We'll skip this one because I don't know it. Uh, no, that's. But anyway, that's all the more reason we want you to okay. sound like an idiot too. What is the name yeah. of the radio DJ and announcer in Ferrari F three five five challenge? Mario, Alan J, Luigi, Alan J. That is correct. You knew I'm that, or are guessing. you guessing? You know what? <laughs> don't answer. Uh, okay. <laughs> what element of magic can the female Amazon cast in Golden Axe? Earth, lightning, fire, or water? Ooh, uh, shit. Golden Axe was actually one of those few games I actually dropped a shitload of quarters on, but I never played that character. Uh, We'll go with lightning, but I I don't know. Fire. Okay, sure. Where can most Golden Tee golf machines be found? Sports bars, movie theaters, Chuck E. Cheese, or arcades? (laughs) Uh, Dumpster? Landfill? Chuck E. Cheese? I'm going to say sports bars, but we'll see. I'm going to say say sports bars as well. Sports bars it was. Yep. Kids like golf. What does the screen... What does the screen say when you start a game in Gyrus? Two warps to Uranus. Three warps to Neptune. Two warps to Neptune. Or three warps to Earth. This is kind of a obtuse question. Go with D. I don't know. Three warps to Earth. Nope, it was two warps to Neptune. What does Mola Ram throw if a player takes too long in Indiana Jones at the Temple of Doom? Sankara stones? Flaming heads? Flaming hearts? Flaming or heads. flaming bat? No, flaming hearts. Say flaming, yeah, hearts. Yeah, flaming hearts is correct. That's right. That that's easy because that's like in genre for the film too. So. <laughs> yeah. How can Cubert escape from Coily in the arcade game Cubert? The spinning discs, spitting, hopping on its head, or powering up. I think it's the discs. The discs. It is. Yeah. The discs existed outside the pyramid, that the main play space. And incidentally, your your quick trivia is Cubert is considered as far as I know, one of the worst coded spaghetti games ever. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I heard that somewhere. I don't know if it's right or not. But. And finally, speaking of fighting games, who is both the protagonist and an, anta- and an antagonist in the arcade game? Your friends. Game? Let's try this again. Your friends. Who? Your friends. Okay. In the arcade game Soul Edge and its sequels, Huang Mitsurogi, Siegfried, Taki. Taki. Yeah. Huang. Uh, Huang, it's actually Siegfried. Wait, in Soul Calibur? Remember? Sure. Because... Soul Edge and its sequels. Soul yeah. Edge. Soul Edge was the first one, then Soul Calibur. Yeah, yeah Siegfried was, the was, was one of the... Sword. He was the, the knight, and then he beat Cervantes, took yeah, the sword, and I then got possessed. Now. So 
that's that's that. So and that's it, guys. That's all was, for our lightning round. I was never that good at Soul Calibur, but I liked to try on Soul Calibur. I, I just broke my PlayStation playing Soul Calibur. It was the, it the PlayStation, PlayStation itself, itself or the itself. controller? I got up and just smashed the shit out of it. I was. <laughs> what, did did oh. you grimly it or uh, um, Mr. Grimshaw? I, I guess I don't know what Mr. Grimshaw is. I've actually never heard of it. Oh, just you, show you, notes. We'll, yeah, we'll play that one for <laughs> we'll you. Link it. Yeah, it's basically I, raging. I, I, I on it. wanted to sledgehammer it. It's because I was fighting the last boss and, well... Cervantes? Well, yeah. No, no, no it was Or was Cervantes. it Siegfried? He had, like, no health left, and I hit him, and then for some reason he, like, got half health, hit me, and I died. Game over. I was just like... <laughs> and I flipped I flipped out. It was like the first time I had actually really raged and broke my brand new fucking PlayStation. Well, on that note, guys, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's been a, a pleasure talking about being old with you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time when we'll probably talk about something even less exciting. All right, guys. Yep. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Talk to you next time. testicles laminated really good luck with that thanks very much it's been a long time since i've done my prez voice so oh yeah there it is i've blown guys off before yeah i've i've never really met prez so this doesn't have the impression but every Uh, time i hear that i think of um dr teeth doctor yeah doctor strained yeah yeah a little bit like dr teeth taking a shit yeah that's prez yeah uh prez is a great guy yeah